From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. 2019 has been a big one for Atlanta hip-hop duo Earth Gang. Earlier in the year, their label Dreamville, that's rapper J. Cole's imprint, released a multi-artist album called Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which debuted at number one on Billboard's Top 200 Albums chart. And tomorrow, they will be dropping their own Dreamville project into the world, the highly anticipated album Mirrorland. And come October, Earth Gang will headline the Atlanta Afropunk Festival. But first, they are here in the studio with us, and you're listening to Swivel. That's a track featured on both Revenge of the Dreamers 3 and Earth Gang's own album, as we welcome Olu. Thank you for being here. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? I'm great. So happy to have you here. He's also known as Johnny Venus, by the way. And Wow Great is What's here with up? us as How well. How you doing? They are the two rappers who make up the hip-hop duo Earth Gang. So it is done. Yes. It's Finally. For the world. Well, so what took so long? (laughs) (laughs) You said what took so long? Yeah, what took so long? Life. Yeah. Literally, life took so long. It's funny because we've been recording this album for like two and a half years, you Mm -hmm. know, and we were literally on the road during that time period too. The whole time, just on the road, show to show, just building our fan base, traveling, experiencing things, learning. You know, we had Life University that we were doing and we just you know, stuffed all that into this album. Mirrorland. Yes. That's a reference to The Wiz, 1978 film based yes. on The Wizard of Oz. One of the greatest movies of all well, time. When did you first see it, Olu? When did I first see The Wiz? I think I might have been like about... Five. He, he said he was five. I probably was like seven or eight. I know I remember like the first things I remember was her being swept up in that snowstorm. Her being not, Diana, not Ross Diana Ross. Ross yes, yeah. Diana Ross specifically being swept up in the snowstorm, but just the family interaction before it all changed into the, the crazy world of the Wiz, you know, like that that was the typical Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying, meal, Christmas meal, Christmas time for for a lot of our families and stuff, just being in the South for black families, just everybody's coming together, everybody's cooking together, everybody's sharing dishes and sharing time. And just being, you know, just just grateful to be there and to go from such a, you know what I'm saying, a black environment to like this world where people had these face painted and, and they just jumping around, dancing and singing and shouting. It's like to see these munchkins and stuff. I was just like, oh, this is I don't know what's going on right now, but I love it. You know, so totally transformed. How about for you? Wow. Great. Uh, early as I can remember seeing it, I, I was I would say around five because it was like my we used to go to this daycare when I was younger, me and my brothers. And the lady that only they could used to play that all the time around like like the end of the day. Like it's time your parents come pick you up. The wheels would just be on, so it would just be on all the time. So I think it kind of always like permeated itself into into my subconscious. And I guess all our projects have been like establishing this this kind of journey narrative. And uh, we wanted to like what's like what's, what's like the best story that we can just get across, like turn it into our own. And then we end up seeing the movie, and then again, and then like refresh it, like let's go. And well, it's go ahead. Say, it's, it's a um. One, it's a it's it's a great you know archetype and a great storytelling like the Odyssey. You have so many mm-hmm. stories of people going through journeys and like stuff like Hercules, Odysseus. You know what I'm saying? Aesop's Fables. These people are going away from their homes. You know what I'm saying? To find courage, to find themselves, to find love, or just even to just you know like I said, just find new things about themselves. And that plus the fact that. 
the Wiz was all black cast, predominantly black cast. You had Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Nipsey Russell, you know, who Nipsey Richard Hustle. Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor. Pryor, who Nipsey Hustle took his name from, yeah. Nipsey Russell, um, Ted Ross, Jelena Horn, and Quincy Jones, you know what I'm saying, wrote most of the music there. He, you can even see him. He has a cameo playing the piano. Yeah, and that crazy like, and it, it's yeah. It's just, it was so inspirational to us from the creative aspect and from the storytelling aspect that we just wanted to, you know, draw inspiration from that and put it into our music, put it into our journey. Well, that is something you really hear in your music. You know, this kind of, you can think of you're in this black and white environment and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, just, yeah, things that's just immediate, pop. Immediate that's literally color. what we were trying to, yeah, nah, you get yeah, it. And, and shout out, and, and I love that you said that, shout out to the, the Wizard of Oz, you know what I'm saying, the original film, because the, the fact that they even, that was so monumental and, and so groundbreaking to begin in black and white. And then mm. once you get to the land of Oz, you just jump in color way back then. It's just like, oh, my God, what is going on? So they captured that moment, you know what I'm saying, well for that time period, as well as the Wiz with just how outrageous and just how outlandish like some of the outfits were. And the songs in the Wiz are just classic, classic songs. Is there one that comes to you right now that you just love? What, what, can, what, I what, what can I do? Tell me what, what, what would I do? If I could feel What would I do? You know what I'm saying? The 10 man song. song. 10 man song. Michael Jackson stuff. You can't win. Um, Home. You can't. You, there's not a dud like, in there. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> like, one one so more thing I want to say about the Wizard of Oz. Uh, when we was when we was in school, we was like the only guys at our high school that was like bumping Pink Floyd real heavy. Uh -huh. So like you know, Dark Side of the Moon was supposed to match up with the original Wizard of Oz. So we kind of thought that would be kind of cool if our project did that. It does not, but we did we did watch it with the movie several times. <laughs> like watch, play the album in the studio while watching the movie several times and like mm -hmm. linked up to mm -hmm. certain scenes. We'd be like certain scenes would inspire certain things. Mm -hmm. You kind of had me at you guys were listening to Pink Floyd in high school. <laughs> I love listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> we were like the only two though. <laughs> What else were you listening to at that time? Ooh. Any and everything, everything bro. A lot of uh, Sam Cooke, a lot of like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, from UGK, Lil Wayne, D4L, uh, Jimi like, Hendrix. Everything, That's kind of like between eighth grade and ninth grade, I kind of like OD'd on like Jimi Hendrix. Uh -huh. like, I just like just anything, anything Hendrix I'm listening to, anything Cream I'm listening to, anything Zeppelin I'm listening to because mm. I just wanted to soak in that, that, that time period, you know, anything Nina Simone. I'm listening to Curtis, because Curtis Mayfield was the first the, song he ever asked me the, about the in the hallway. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, what song was, was it? Which song was it? It wasn't Diamond actually Curtis. Yeah, we, we actually found out it wasn't Curtis, but at the time we thought it was. We mm -hmm. were He's like, you got that Curtis Mayfield? <laughs> well, uh, I can hear that. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of like different influences mm -hmm, in your music mm -hmm. and you're often described as, as eclectic. Uh, yeah, I, I hate that word. Why? I, like, why? Because it, like, it just like, it's it's like a, it just glosses <laughs> over. It's just like, I don't know what to call it. Someone just call it eclectic. Be like, no, just be more specific, you know? You know what I'm saying mm -hmm. be more direct like mm -hmm. our music is geared towards feeling and geared towards sound it's not just a collage you know what I'm saying it's not just we're not just throwing things out there and like oh I just want some of this and some of this and some of this and some of this it's like no it's intentional yeah. you know it's intentional to get these certain colors in this aspect it's intentional to get the bass line in this part you know what I'm saying like everything is intentional it's not just a 
I'm just going through the field picking random flowers, you know. Right, there's no grab back yeah. here. Another thing you're often described as is, you know, a band poised on ready to make it, you know, <laughs> this is their time. And and that was a story that we heard a lot, this series of EPs that also nod to The Wizard of Oz. Twenty seventeen you released Rags mm-hmm. for the Scarecrow, Robots for the Tin Man, and then in twenty eighteen Royalty for the Lion. Yes. Let's hear a little bit of the song Robots. Maybe I'm just a machine, Lily, I just don't feel anything. Still you feel like a dream. Now I'm thought out by your energy. Everything ain't what it seems. Still I can't let you get get to me. No. From my perspective, each of these EPs, well, they definitely got a little bit longer, but they also seemed a little more experimental. So is Mirrorland mm. kind of like pulling to, is this a concept for you that you've been working on for a long time? Yes, definitely. Yeah. That that was, when, before we even came up with the EPs, we, you know what I'm saying, we went to Shelter and we were just thinking about, I, I remember vividly, that was right around the time where... Um, the bridge collapsed on on 400 oh, right, and, right and, around that time where the bridge collapsed and maybe like one or two days later we was just like yo like we whatever this album is it we have to tell the story of atlanta because so many things are happening in atlanta right now that people can't explain it people don't really understand bridges collapsing you know what i'm saying like ice storms so it's just like we have to really paint this picture of this place that we grew up in that's changing so much and then we was thinking of what well how are we going to spoon feed you know what i'm saying our listeners to get from you know strays of rabies to Maryland because this is a two and a half year journey so let's let's drop these eps and let's bring our listeners on like dorothy like diana ross and they yeah. they meet the tin man you know what i'm saying they meet the scarecrow your journey like say some of the songs like say tequila for example that was one of the earlier recorded records for the project we recorded that before a lot of these records but when we had it it was even even at its like infancy stage our management and us, we listened to it. We was like, man, we can't just drop this at the strays. You know what I'm saying? Like, people going to be like, where did they come from? So we had to, like, spread these out. So a lot of the records, like, the records are made from all different time periods. Like, and they, they not, it wasn't like we just went in for, like, a week and said, okay, cool, let's make this type of sound and do this. Like, they they, they from different experiences and different times. And I think that's what makes it, the project mm-hmm. so special. And I think that's what makes a lot of our favorite artists coming up, like, first album so special because it's about, like, it's it's such a journey statement. It's such a, like plant your flag moment you know what I'm saying so yeah well should we hear from Tequila yes that is tequila, such yes. a great song yeah hey, good guy so stressed perfect day to drink tequila guess I see you when I see you oh no I'm gonna make you a believer oh adios guess I see you when I see you good guy most stressed perfect day to drink tequila so that's Tequila, the the song that has been stuck in my head for <laughs> three weeks Great now song. from Great the song. new record, Maryland, from my guests, Olu and Wow Great, otherwise wow. known as Earth Gang. Well, I want to go back to this idea of what you were doing to reflect Atlanta, because Atlanta in this kind of scape is the land of Oz. So what's the correlation there? I mean, of the Emerald Com- City. Yeah. <laughs> Me being from the west side of Atlanta, like, honestly... I I stay I spent a lot of my time in the west side of Atlanta. I rarely went to Buckhead. I rarely went to Decatur. Rarely went to Stone Mountain. But even growing up in the west side of Atlanta, like you just had so many different types of black people. So where and, and you had people riding around and you know what I'm saying candy painted cars with 30 inch rims. 
Then you had the Nation of Islam, people selling pies. You know, you got the cowboys on the horses. You got cowboys on horses <laughs> riding down Camp Creek. Everywhere you go, every day is something new. It's something that you could learn from. It's some type of inspiration, something you could grasp from. And being on the inside of that is beautiful, but also being on the outside because recently in the past 10 years, Atlanta has just been the city to go to for the world to flock to. Right. And, and you get to see, you know what I'm saying, people's descriptions of people's experiences of what's it like to come moving to Atlanta and everybody's just so amazed and we want to we want to tell both of those sides of the story you know yeah this the, the Atlanta the black Mecca mm -hmm, I think that's mm -hmm. what I really see come across here where African Americans mm -hmm. can thrive and mm -hmm. succeed mm -hmm. yeah. is, is the land of Oz the same thing yes yeah. and and, and it's, you know Atlanta this is a description I get a lot especially from New Yorkers when they come down and say y'all city so green like it is it's, we, we, we a city in the forest you yeah know? so it's like it, it does look super green when you come down here in the Emerald City is is that type of place, you know, and the, uh, the parallels kind of kind of provide themselves. So, what is the yellow brick road? Here? Well, it would be the red brick road because you know what I'm red saying the red clay in Georgia <laughs> for us, and and and, 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 in, and even in our image, we want to make sure that we put that red brick road because I mean. Coming up, you can just remember your clothes just getting dirty, your shoes, your brand new Air Force Ones. You get them stuck in that red mud, it's, it's going to be hard to come out of. So the our, the red big road is just our journey, you know. It's, it's, it's the journey from having nothing in that rag state to, you know what I'm saying, being able to be in touch with your with your inner self and your inner feelings and your emotions, you know what I'm saying, which a lot of people aren't these days because we just have so much technology to help us simulate these things. Yeah. And then you go to the royalty where you, you know, you gain that courage and then that's when you accept it, that's when you're ready to enter into this place. You know, you, you are equipped to go into Mirrorland and kind of, you know, fight your battles and come out on the other side. So we've all just been getting ready for Mirrorland. That's it. That's <laughs> it. We, we've been equipping everybody, sword and shield. <laughs> ready. Well, how did this this whole landscape of art and music and especially creativity because you were growing up at a time when you, the whole hip-hop thing had been bubbling for a while. You were both born bubbling. in the 90s? Yes. So specifically Atlanta hip-hop had to fight for its place. Yes. We had the whole East Coast, West Coast thing, but then a familiar Atlanta face had this to say at the 1995 Source Awards. But it's like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? The closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and nobody want to hear it, but it's like this, the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Well, that, of course. Yes, that <laughs> Andre is. Andre 3000 yeah. of Outcast representing for Southern hip-hop. So you were both little kids when this happened. Yes, yeah, we, we you, babies. Did you see it happening as you were growing up, or was it just like water? You know, you just grew up in it, and it was there. Yeah, um, I mean, you grew up, growing up, everybody was super rhythmic, I feel like, or like a lot of people around, like, there's a lot of freestyling in the parking lot, a lot of dancing, a lot of new kind of things. But I remember when I first started seeing, like, eighth grade, a lot of my peers started recording. I'm like, when does everybody just start doing that? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Eighth like grade. A lot of them, though. Like, a lot of my homies, I'm just like, yo, what? They, they come into school, hey, yo, listen to this. And then that, I, that's when I started seeing it, like, I could be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, it's actually all all around me. You know what I'm saying? It's not just these older guys, like, to us, you know, T.I. Bonecrusher was the guys that we saw when we was, like, little kids. And it's like, yo, they're, they're amazing. They, they're, like, superheroes. They're impossible to be. And then you start seeing your friends start on their superhero journey. And it makes you want to partake your own and you guys were just in ninth grade when you met mm -hmm. right yeah mm -hmm. how did this these two come together i mean like you said is it is it like water was it like water to see atlanta hit this stage but me growing up here you can see these different degrees of being african-american in atlanta being successful being creative being who you are you know what i'm saying so they got the chance to stand on the shoulders of Maynard jackson and stand on the shoulders of martin Luther king stand on the shoulders of the sos band you know what i'm saying just people coming out of atlanta 
making great music. So I was always introduced to that, you know what I'm saying, at an early stage. So I was still on the search. So I'm like, yo, I, I just love music from this time period and I and find a way to to mix Curtis Mayfield with, you know what I'm saying, Lil Wayne or, or Kanye West I put on for the city. That's gonna sound crazy. So as just and and this is the 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 Napster LimeWire era. Too. Yeah, I wondered about that. You, know you guys so were like, you guys were downloading music left and right. Everything, everything, <laughs> downloaded. And and the, the funny the thing worst. about it was, I would download CDs that I already had because I'm like, yo, I, I it's, it's only 15 tracks on here. I got this MP3 player. This is new technology. I could have 600 songs yeah. on here. So I want all my whole CD library on this right now, and I just want to put everything on shuffle. That was my favorite thing to do. Just put my whole MP3 on shuffle and just see what came up. What came up next what yeah, came I still up love next a shuffle, it's, man. it's it's amazing man well i love the surprise of it you know you yeah. forget that you had that cut mm-hmm, on there from mm-hmm, a long time mm-hmm. ago but you were talking about standing on the shoulders but now we've got you know ti killer mike outcast mm-hmm. ludicrous do you feel like you're standing on their shoulders did 100%. they pave the way for you like for Maynard sure. jackson did yeah we stand sure. on their shoulders we stand on crime mob shoulders we stand on gucci shoulders we stand on even like the migo shoulders you know what i'm saying and they they be same age as them but they like they 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 paved the way, you know what I'm saying. So each each each, I think the beautiful thing about Atlanta scene, and that's what people say other places when they come see what we got, is we continuously like reach back and like slingshot another one, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, shot another one and then when it's their turn we do it again you know? but you know I also know that a lot of people in you know up in New York like you mentioned they think like that we still use outhouses down here mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that <laughs> I mean do you think Atlanta hip hop is still having to prove itself on some level um only in certain critical aspects that aren't really important but I I think hip hop always has had a super critical space you yeah. know but as far as music we've never had to prove ourselves with yeah, music the did. city of Atlanta and music is synonymous. It's so many acts, even before rap came along, that would That's just true. come to Atlanta to soak it up, to play. And so many great acts came out of Georgia. We was having conversations. I forgot we was having conversations with somebody. We were just talking about, like, what is it about the South that people just make such great stories and great music? I'm like, man, it's, it's that pure ingenuity. Like, so many people didn't have anything coming out of slavery, coming out of stuff. Like, they had to make their own instruments in order to play with you know you got stories of people selling their souls to the devil or whatever but like these are people who just had to come up with something out of beer necessity you know and i think that's something that the south has and something that that we relish is like everything that we create is spontaneous it's given to us by a, a different source in a different place well then let's listen to the song wings from the new album because it does refer to some of the things that you were just talking about Jesse meant in the facts, four bridges was burned and traffic was back up and booties was buckling. I've been had to ask I'm still finding a way. Spread my wings. Spread my wings. I wanted to pay homage to Mana Jackson, to pay homage to what's going on in the city, to pay homage to Three Stacks, Outcast, Goody Mob, you know what I'm saying? The people whose shoulders that we stand on because like this artist that we are benefiting from came here years and years and years before my grandmother has a rec center named after her she created you know what i'm saying create mpu meetings mpu the whole concept of neighborhood planning units was a branch out of my grandmother and some of her colleagues you know huh. what i'm saying roselle fan yeah. because they just wanted to be community leaders in the you know what i'm saying in the city of atlanta between the 60s and the 70s like she she went her prom party was at the royal peacock on arbon avenue right you know what I'm saying? So legendary. Like, legendary so i just wanted to like really like show love to 
the whole waterfall that's given us what we have right now. Tell me yeah. her name again. Roselle Fan. All right, let's say her name as yes. we take yes. a quick <laughs> break. That. That's Olu and Wow Great from the Atlanta hip hop duo Earth Gang. Their new album Mirrorland is out this week. And from the album, here's the song Up. But stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about their careers, some of their collaborations, and Dreamville. I'm Virginia Prescott. Stay with us for more of On Second Thoughts. <laughs> We're back with On Second Thought from GPB. I'm Virginia Prescott. Revenge of the Dreamers 3. That is the album from J. Cole's Dreamville Records. It debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart this summer. And it's an album featuring a number of acts from Dreamville's roster, as well as some guest appearances from really big names like T.I., Vince Staples. Earth Gang, my guests, are featured on five of these songs, including the one you're listening to now. It's called Sacrifices. And we're going to jump back into our conversation with Olu and Wow Great, the Atlanta locals that are Earth Gang. So you founded the musical collective Spillage Village, and that includes acts like Jid, Mariba, Black, and a couple others. How did all this come to yeah, be? Yeah, shout out to Jordan Bryant, shout out to Hollywood, Jim. JB, Mariba, Jid, Black. It's, it's, it's family, man. Family, it's man. family. Early we, family, man. We, when we first started, nobody had nothing but... Like you said, everybody was recording. We had maybe an interface, a computer, and a dream. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sometimes we didn't even have a computer. Our manager gave say, us before our that, first we computer. didn't even have a computer. <laughs> our first first, first computer. You just had those MP3 yeah, players. we just had exactly. that's it. That's all we had. And we all would come together and just like just live together. You know what I'm saying? Just have that energy first because we respected everybody's craft. After the first time we met Mariba was she she had a show at Spelman and she was performing outside. Yeah, we Shout out we to opened our, for our homegirl Lakin. Did you? She's yeah. a beautiful voice, yes, beautiful, beautiful singer, amazing. She's singing on one of your songs. This is Off the Lot. Amazing. She's very blessed, very talented. We met Jed at Hampton. He's you from went Atlanta. to college at Hampton. Yes, we went to Hampton you. University. That's really and where Spillage Village started. We was all up there. We like, was up there. We was a motley crew of guys. We so was, you, you guys know. like making music in yeah, your dorm rooms just, or just, something? Just making just music in the dorm gravitated or wherever, towards each other. wherever we could get some music made at. And, yeah. A lot of times it wasn't even in our dorm. We would sneak into the performing arts studios. Yeah, at the school. We would, we would we somebody like a brick in the door. In the door. It would be like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. We would sneak in there and we would stay all night just because they had studio equipment. We weren't performing arts majors, but like one of our partners was, and we were just like, you know, help us out. out. Just, you know what I'm saying? My boy Jack Swain, his name is Jack, Jack Swain. Swain, man. He actually, he hooked us up, man. He would engineer our sessions at he 3 He believed in, the morning. in us first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was the first engineer. We was just like, you guys just come in here and make beautiful music. Oh, that's you know? so funny. That's that improvisation mm-hmm. you were talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. with the blues and all that kind of music. Mm-hmm. So let's play something. Let's play Blue Moon. This is from your new record, Mirrorland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, this, we can hear a lot of where these things come from. Mm-hmm. I've been hustling, I don't get no rest. Once in the blue moon. Every time I got life figured out, I get back confused. Back confused, back confused, back confused. Okay. 
So this is something that's interesting to me. Like, you guys really sing. And and I think you can hear, you know, soul, blues. They're live instruments mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. on this record. Yeah, horns, we um, got flutes. Yes. Yeah, we got, like, we brought violins in on tequila. Mm-hmm. We got horns and flutes in on Blue Moon. We, and anything, we just throwing stuff. We got stuff. organs. We got organs all over the place. Like, real, <laughs> we got real B3. We got a B3 from, from my church, Shrine of the Black Madonna. I went in there, hooked up the mic. This B3 is literally 60 years old. Right. <laughs> like, Still running. You can hear the, 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 I don't even know what it's called, but the, the, the amp or the rotator, whatever, the box, you can just hear it tweaking. It's just, it's so old that you can just hear it. It's kind of like uh, on that Since I've Been Loving You, you can hear the kick pedal mm-hmm. in the Led Zeppelin recording. You can just hear the, the squeak of the kick pedal. Well, I can hear, you know, like there's Junior Man samples, Ronnie mm-hmm. Laws, you know, mm-hmm. like music. Did you grow up with this music? Were your parents listening to um, that kind of stuff? My dad just listened to all types of music. And me coming from the hip-hop generation, the rap generation, it was a chance for us to trade music. You know, like, it wasn't just, here, son, these are the greats. You know what I'm saying? You better listen to the greats. It was like, oh, what you listening to? And then he would listen to everything that I listened to. One, as a sensory, but not to tell me that I couldn't listen to it, but just to be in step with me. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Be in Mm -hmm. toast. So it was a place for you to connect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and we we would just listen to... Hot Boys and then play the Isley Brothers next. You know what I'm saying? So like, and that was just a moment that we would share. We would literally start in the West End, drive up Lee Street, make a left on Whitehall, and then just go straight up P Street up to Roswell Road because he worked up there. So on Saturdays, we would just drive from the West End to Roswell, Alpharetta, listening to music. We would, that was the only time we had on Saturday mornings. And like, that was it. And we would just, just play whatever. Watching, was, yeah. watching Atlanta roll just by. Just it, just watching mm. the city change from the West End of Roswell Road. <laughs> that's quite an. That's quite a transformation. <laughs> yes. But it, the thing is, like w- with these instruments, it's not just sound for sound's sake. There's a balance. There's a sort of minimalism that comes in. Here's another song. This is Top Down. Say twenty five when you really thirty two, baby. Gonna need gonna stop friend. Bottom one o'clock, I'm stacked. You ain't got nine hundred. Been ten with the bus down the barang. Got my whole down name. Got my whole down name. My day, you put it together. So how does that come together? I'm really curious about your creative process. Well, that song in particular, shout out to Childish Major because he produced that beat. That was one of the one of the latest songs that we created. I think the last two or three songs that we created came about just so effortlessly and so quickly. But just just the feeling, you know, it has the drums. They are infectious. They suck you in. And then when you have those chords from the guitar, it kind of just lightens the mood. So you have this really gritty, drummy aspect. It's very aggressive. And then the good times come the in and, and so kind of and kind of just chill you out, just kind of vibe out, relax. So that reminds me of top, you know what I'm saying, riding around in the convertible. So it's just like we wanted to have that balance like you said how do you guys do it together though you know like I, I saw in the video about the making of the dreamers record you know all of these artists in one place and they're all looking for their own separate little booth so they can so they can actually work on their tracks mm-hmm. but how do you guys do it together um it depends it's on each song so like sometimes it'd be as simple as i get an idea for something i hit them up like y'all got this idea or hit me up or you got an idea and then we'll then we'll <clears throat> do the song sometimes We'll be, you know what I'm saying, we'll be in two different sessions recording two different things and then swap records. Sometimes we'll both hear a beat at the same time, depending on who comes in, and we like, okay, we both got to do this right now. It's, 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 it varies the process. 
Well, you called out to Swain. I mean, I'm wondering about the influence of producers, like what what they're bringing. Is it really a collaborative process? It certainly Usually. looks like it. Yeah, you, I mean, it always is. Actually, we every every song we get, we always break down the beat. We always take the stems and and rearrange them. We always do our own. You know what I'm saying? Arrange the arrange the track to fit around our individual voices and and what we're trying to say at certain moments. And uh, and the producers have a lot to do with each of that. You know what I'm saying for each song. That's Olu and Wow Great, two rappers who make up the Atlanta native hometown hip-hop duo Earth Gang, and their album Mirrorland is out this week. So throughout your career, you've done a lot of collaborations, not just on this record. There are a couple of new tracks. This one is Stuck, featuring Aaron Ray. Let's hear some of that. Love Aaron Ray. And another track we went. We're getting a real. We're getting the real roll through sample here. <laughs> this is proud of you, featuring another Atlanta local, Young Thug. Hey, Thugger, Thugger. So some songs are downbeat hip-hop, as you were talking about, like different kind of moods. Some are poppy, almost gospel like Sam Henshaw's 2019 single, Church. Let's hear a little something of that. like a lot of versatility not just of your ranges but what you are capable of is there a style that you kind of prefer or maybe something you discovered that just surprised you um to me it's a i always think of it as like martial arts like it's you you come up with new styles all the time like that's just what it's the creativity to surprise yourself and and to come up with something every time that's what i you know what i'm saying that's what i try to do every time i think to be an artist is to always try to like entertain yourself first so sometimes you just want to be something. You want to, you want to like have goosebumps when you ride home from what you did. So you're gonna always try like something different. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like a insatiable hunger to like do something more. You know? So yeah. Even with that song like Church, like that, we had, we had never really done a song like that before at the time. And yeah, it's it's doing so much more than we even I could imagine. You know? So I knew it was gonna do a lot, but I didn't know. It's, it's my dad called me. We were on the we were on the road. Hey man, that song Church is in the Dick Sporting Good commercial. I was like, what? I was like. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? But like that, you don't. You, we don't think about that kind of stuff at the time. We just thinking of like, this is a new vibe. Let's try the new vibe. Well, yeah, not everybody operates like that. Yeah. I mean, like this mm-hmm. kind of formulaic idea of how mm-hmm. you want to make a hit. So if that's not top of your mind, do you feel like you pay a price for that? Not anymore. Um, Maybe back in the day, but I don't. I don't really think about all, all of that. Really, it's it's, it's, it's if, if there's a song on your heart. Then it has to come out. You know what I'm saying? Simple as that. Um, it's funny because like they played that church song at in church at my church. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of your records, I should and add. Can you play in church? That's the first song that anybody in my church can really like. It's a collective song. Like, everybody sit down and vibe to this. Is anything else we got? We got to split y'all up. Y'all can listen to this. Y'all can listen to that. You know what I'm saying? But like that's just so funny that you know it, it's really just about the energy that's in the room. And, and whatever that's on your heart. And, and like you said, a lot of times the singing, me personally, like, I love words. I love language. Language is amazing. It's, a, it's, it's beautiful. But to me, a lot of times personally, you can just get 
more feeling across and communicate more with sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With sound, you just, it says more. Babies do it. You know, it says more. It says more. When you when you hear solos, when you hear, you know what I'm saying, opera singers, you never know. You, opera singers be singing in different languages. When you hear, you can feel like the pain, the excitement. You know what I'm saying? You can just hear these things in sound. And to me, that's why I, I approach the written word with sound, you know. How do you decide when you want to sing and when you? Oh, I'm always gonna rapping? sing. If my manager on me all the time, be like, hey, bro, you 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 getting a little high with them singing, bro. You need to just rap so people can hear what you're saying. I'm like, man, I was talking to my mom. I was like, she was, like, I don't know what you're saying. It's like, man, some it's like patois, man. Like, you don't have to know what I'm saying. You you can feel you can feel what I'm saying though. You can understand when I'm happy. You understand when I'm angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can feel it, and that to me, that's what it is. It's like drums, like. Drums speak to people, but you not in languages, though, you know? So, well, you yeah. guys are also working on a video game, too, right? Yes. Okay, yes. so what is that all about? Where does inspiration come from that? Um, the inspiration is coming video from... Video games? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First of all, playing video games. Video games are yeah, just amazing it's coming fun. from that it's culture. Good, you know, and we put in our rags, robots, and royalty stuff in there. You can see DC Young Fly driving down the red brick road, you know what I'm saying, in the Uber. You can see the scarecrow, I mean, the crows from, from uh, rags. And it's just a part of just tying it all in and making it fun and, and just giving the music uh, life through different medias. You know? Well, there's also the um, video aspect of it. Like you made some beautiful videos. This is one me- meditate that I'm thinking hey. of, one of your earlier records. Yeah. And it looks like it looks like you definitely borrowed a lot from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. You know the kind yeah, of image fan. of the convicts. Definitely on purpose. That's yeah. like one of our favorite movies. Us and G used to watch it together all the time, but especially back in college. Like we were just you know what I'm saying. What you doing at the class, bro? Chilling. You're a great fan. Throwing that movie, it just be on. <laughs> well, you're reminding me. You said that earlier about, you know, being in daycare and watching the video at the end of the day, but, like, getting together and call. You know, like, this was at another time where you yeah. would sit around and watch something mm-hmm. together. And then get inspired by it. <laughs> but when you are thinking of a song, are you thinking of what's going to happen to it visually, or is that all in, th- that just comes later? Yes, yes. I, when it, I think of a song, I'm completely sensory immersed in the video, I mean, in the song. I, visually, what it smells like, say, what I, people I are going to be doing at shows. It doesn't always come out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, it, what, it, what colors are like. Even if, like I said, like you said, it, it does, even if it's not in the video, this is what I'm seeing when I make this record. So this is this is the feeling and this is the energy that I'm going to put into this record. You might get that through sound. You know what I'm saying? You might never see what, what I'm seeing in this video. But, but you like, might you see it when you it. close your eyes. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel it. Like like Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you see? How do you do it? Is that your approach different? Are you kind well, of envisioning it? I'm always envisioning everything. My imagination. I'm seeing cartoons in this room right now. Like I can't, <laughs> I'm always on like, I mean, all the dimensions at once. Well, I want to go back to that song, Meditate, be, actually, because you released it before Childish Gambino's This Is America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but lyrically, yes. I think in many ways it's much more explicit mm-hmm. than that. And in taking yeah. on these issues, this is Meditate. I did I come at the wrong time, but see I sent comments to the earth. Me, I was humming at your birth. I put colors on the spectrum. I let you assign them worth. Looking for peace in America. Looking for peace when I stare at you. Looking for peace in America. Looking for peace when I stare at you. I be looking for peace in America. So political rap is not new by any means, but is there something new and different about what we are hearing now? Um, I I think politics and music are hand in hand. I mean. As as an artist, your your task is to honestly reflect reality and create and show the world as it is. You know, so I think if you're doing that, then you, and you're keeping it real, then you're gonna have politics in your in your song. I mean, the times are changing. Bob Dylan, like that's a political song. That's way before. 
public yeah, enemy in, in raps. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yo, mercy me, Marvin Gaye. Like, this is what's going on in this world. And I'm going to say it. If you true to yourself and true to telling the story of humanity, then you're going to tell the highs and the lows. Yeah, I think it's all about the approach, too. Like, we didn't... We didn't approach it like, like, okay, sit down. This is a song. We're going to tell you about what's going on. Like, we, you know what I'm saying? We, it, was, it was equivalent to, like, if you were sitting at a bus stop about to take the train or, or riding the car with your homies on, in traffic and y'all just talking about stuff that, that y'all talking about. I think that's why I think that's what drew people in about it. Because even while you say explicit, I think, I think of it more as just, like, conversational. You know what I'm saying? I think that, like, everything we were saying is, like, stuff we would have just— or you could, you've heard someone say in a conversation before. Uh-huh. And I think that's why it connected to people the way it did. But is there a line? that you know you're not going to sort of rap about hb 40 481 or or you know or are you i mean i guess that's a question no, it, like it, like what keeps it you, you know you, you mentioned the times they are changing you gotta make it digestible right. that's it and you may and if you, you sometimes it's not fun but sometimes you got to make the feeling good like sometimes with, with bob marley songs like his most political songs are, are behind you know what I'm saying? Beats that you can dance to, beats mm-hmm. that you can sing and, and drink wine to, you know? So it's like, we got to hit you with both. We can't just beat you across the head, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the, with the megaphone all the time. Like, you got to spoon feed people and you got to present it in a way where they're going to enjoy what you're saying. Olu and Wow Great there of Atlanta's hip-hop duo Earth Gang. Their album Mirrorland is out this week. Our conversation with Earth Gang is part of a month-long series GPB is doing all about music. We're covering everything from hip-hop to country to punk, beer from makers, shakers, and maybe a couple of mavericks in the industry. And you can join the conversation and follow along with our coverage using the hashtag GPBLovesMusic. You can also find more on our Facebook group, GPB Radios, on Second Thought or on our Twitter page. We're at OST Talk. And tell us... Who are you listening to? Who is your favorite Georgia artist? What do you want to hear more of? What's your favorite genre of music? Any old thing. Let us know which tunes get you going. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're listening to Earth Gang's song, Nothing But The Best, featuring Ari Lennox. But stick around. We're going to continue our conversation with Earth Gang. I'm Virginia Prescott, and on Second Thought, we'll return. This is On Second Thought from GPB. I'm Virginia Prescott, continuing a conversation with Olu and Wow Great, the two Atlanta natives behind the hip-hop duo Earth Gang. We've been hearing from them throughout this hour, their inspirations, their perspective, and of course their music. And we're listening to the song Acid in My Eyes from Whoa. way back. <laughs> Shout out to Fish. Hey, Fish, I know you out there somewhere, man. That's what so we're doing right now. We're that's, going, you, that, we're yo, taking that's it back really like crazy. That. That's really that's crazy. Because I haven't heard that song since... In, in that's what we're doing. 2010. How y'all get that's the crazy. What's going, How y'all get the license for that? What's going on? <laughs> we're negotiating, okay? Who's wow. doing that? That's crazy. It's bro. from your that first mixtape ever. Under the wow. under the internet library. Well, we right went there. we went super deep cut on this one. Yeah, wow. Wow. This is from take, the take better party. Well, so yeah, tell me about that. We this made was... that song. We made that song, made right that song about... in Oakland City. Yeah. No, we didn't. Our Deal no. Avenue. No, that wasn't. No, we didn't. We made that song in Perkins Park at Fish House. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right across the street from Oakland City. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Avenue. This is a question for me. Like, you guys have been thick and thin since you were in, in ninth grade, right? Yeah, Long time. Five. So, what do you do when you argue? Like, what do you do when you disagree with each other? Do you just sort of try and find some room away from each other? I mean, what do you do or when do you, you disagree with your brother or yeah. your mama? You know what I'm saying? Like you just you you agree to disagree, and then uh, you figure you something go to something out. else. Yeah. Watch a movie. Yeah, come, but then you hear like about it. people like Sam and Dave who couldn't even talk to each other at Sam the end of their career. I mean, I don't I don't know. You really just go with the flow. The, the cool thing about us is we got it's not just us. It's, ne- it's never it's never just been us two. Our yeah. our entire musical career there's always been a community around us who you know what I'm saying inputs and listens. Yeah. You know, so like that's that's a good thing to have when you are doing something collaborative. Well, let's talk a little bit about that coming together. Um, Olu, you mentioned your dad, the church that he... He was a pastor, Mm -hmm. wasn't he? Shrine of the Black Madonna, yes. Shrine of the Black Madonna. Uh That's, you know, that was... That came out of a whole interesting, like, was that Detroit? Mm-hmm. The yeah, kind Detroit, of yeah, it started in Detroit, um, started around, uh, founded by Reverend Albert B. Clegg, um, started around like... Pearl Clegg's uh, daddy? Yes, yes, Pearl Clegg's father, the uh, the artist, I mean, not the artist, the author and artist, shoot, Pearl Clegg. But um, yeah, it started right around, um, right after the Detroit riots, you know what I'm saying, it's when they got a lot of their, a lot of their momentum and a lot of their speed, because I mean, basically the idea was to take Christianity, which had become such a part of the black theological experience after slavery and intertwine it with community activism and African theology, traditional African religion. So it's kind of like, it's, I don't want to call it an experiment, but it's, it's, it's a learning, you know what I'm saying? Like so many religions are like, we know everything and this is what you should, you should have. You should take everything that we know and put into your life. But this is, it's fluid. It's like God. God is living. God is changing. So it's fluid. It's, 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 it's going through a process now with, you know what I'm saying? How Christianity is also being looked at and being, you know what I'm saying? I want to say scrutinized, but it's being critically looked at as how, you know what I'm saying? How is this helping our society? You know what I'm saying? Are the tenants, are the people who are following these tenants really contributing to our society and in what way so like my, i just came up in an environment where religion aside the main thing was to be proud of who you are and be proud of your culture and then take that and contribute it to the world mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying people talk about like race and you know what i'm saying like religion and i'm like i mean we all fingers on the hand you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if one is broke, then the hand not moving like it's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the hand is not working like it's supposed to. So, That's you just got to be proud of yourself and be proud of who you are and then contribute that in a way to help make the world better. Well, and there's a holistic part, too. You know, like, there are mm-hmm. so many other things mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you, Wild Great? What's your sort of background in spirituality? Um, I grew up in a Baptist church in West Atlanta. Uh, pretty regular uh, black black. Enjoy the Southern experience, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. I, as I as I got older, I didn't go as much, but I'm still, you know, what I'm saying very deeply connected to my to my spirituality and to and to my people. You know, what I'm saying like my my father and my mother. You know, what I'm saying they they always instilled that in us. They sent us to you know, what I'm saying certain schools. Shout out to IPI. You know, what I'm saying it's one of them early programs that they, that you know, what I'm saying they make you. Take a test on the African nations when you're four years old. You know what I'm saying? When my mom went down to Brazil with Kathleen Cleaver on a couple of missions. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, his father actually was at, at one of the youth programs at my church. Yeah, and my oh, dad no went kidding. to. Yeah, yeah, my church, church been there since yeah. 1975. <laughs> yeah. Like so, 
Yeah, my dad. My dad came up in, in the church in, in the youth program at, at his church. So, and then he ended up following Farrakhan for a while. So I, all of that stuff was kind of. <laughs> and a lot so of times, he was on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying, a lot of times, it's about two things. It's about your journey towards spirituality, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying. Church, forget the word church. It's just mm-hmm. about community. Like that's all it's about. It's about connecting with people who love you and who want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we didn't. You also have a cousin. Is it Big Oomp? Oh yeah, who's your cousin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A label no, executive. Really did, you really did your stuff. Well, <laughs> bees knees. Yes. You know this is NPR. This is NPR. Okay, this is NPR. So he's right. an executive for DJ Unks. Walk it out, for yeah, example. Nah, uh, that was uh, a big deal. Yeah, no, nah, big Unk. So that's my mom's first cousin. Uh, they, we, I didn't know him as much until I got a little older. I start, I first met him when I was like. 1920 and then I told him I was interested in music he gave me like oh okay and then I came back around a little older after I had been working for a while and he was like man you know what I'm saying I see you man you making you making us all so proud and then after that we just built we just built more of a relationship we've been in the past few years it's been real good for us shout out to him shout out to Big Corey that's his son that he produced on our album uh, he, he did a song Bank on, on, on Maryland well we gotta hear some of that then coast to coast all I know, ain't no sporty or these sorry, bro. Yeah, skull, ain't no scully or she's with you. I'm a hoes, know that they can never be offended. Yeah, bank, yeah, that's the one, that's the one my cousin produced. That's, uh, so, not big oomp, smaller, I'm gonna call him little oomp, the smaller oomp, the younger oomp. He, he's, that's my little cousin, man, that's my dog. And you've been through a few iterations of names yourself. I'm gonna keep I... doing that. I'm, I'm not over with <laughs> the names. All right, so, uh, I understand this may be a deep cut, but you used to go by Sir Hobbs. Yeah, that's a super, super deep cut. So, <laughs> so we, what was that we back was, in the Sir was, Mix-a-Lot days? No, nah, we didn't even know certain. We didn't know certain nothing days. I just was looking for a name, and then we was really into uh, Calvin and Hobbs, the comic at the time. I had no substance behind nothing I was doing at the time. I was young, and then I went from that to Dr. Diego Dot to Dr. Dot to just Doc, and then people just started calling me Dot. And then I went to Wild Wild Great, and then what was behind the Wild Great? Besides, so <laughs> anticipating this interview, exactly right. <laughs> I, I I picked Wild Great specifically because I I wanted to pick more expressions, and I want <clears throat> I wanted to do like the whole print symbol thing, but I was like, that's kind of that's redundant, and yeah. I'm not finna just pick periods of ellipsis or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd just, be a little hard to announce. Make, yeah, exactly. The I same every say. time. So I was like, well, here's my guess. Dot 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 dot. Well, that actually would have been okay. Now that I think about it. Just the next okay, level. Okay, you can that. have that. Yeah, that's where I'm going next. But <laughs> but wild great is just oh wild great is just two feelings. You know what I'm saying? Or a, a similar feeling, really one feeling. And I just wanted to be a feeling. Yeah. And a good feeling at that. I'm speaking with Olu and Wild Great, the pair who make up the Atlanta native hometown hip hop duo Earth Gang. You guys have been throwing it out there. You're super dedicated. Now, we heard a story about a show in November 2017 hmm. at the Loft at Center Stage. Rumor has it you were late to the show because Wow Great had a really eventful day that day. Is yeah, my son, my son was born that morning. <laughs> Your son was born that morning <laughs> yeah, and you got morning. to the show that a, night. Yeah, it was a crazy day. It was, it was crazy. I mean, equally crazy. Well, not equally crazy. My son is the most monumental thing. But almost there... The dome was tore down the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they was completing tearing down the dome when he was born. And that was just such a pivotal moment in my life because I've been in Atlanta my whole life, Georgia Dome my whole life. And the day I'm becoming mm-hmm. a father, they tearing down up. this other thing. Go that thing like, up. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Super like, and then we. And then so we, beginnings and endings, ooh, huh? Big beginnings mm-hmm. and endings, like just right in your face, big parallels. He's like, well, God, okay, I hear you, dog. Things are changing. <laughs> like, and then, uh, 
I get to the get to the show, Batman, our DJ had already started spinning. And we, you know what I'm saying? We got we still got on stage like right on time, you know what I'm saying? On some like David Ruffin at the Copacabana last minute. Woo, slide in <laughs> and we and we tore it up and, it, and we had sold it out that night, S and J I D, our brother Jid, and it was it was a great night. That was a good day. Well, what is it like, though, now, perf- balancing fatherhood and being on the road all the time, being That's on cool, the hip-hop man. scene? One thing I can say that you know, I talk about this with my pops all the time, because he, he used to travel for work when I was a kid. And he was like, man, you so you so lucky you get to like do the FaceTime and all that. You know what I'm saying? But it is, that is a huge difference maker, because now my son, he'll be two in November. And uh, he's like talking and stuff now, so like he, we can have like a as much of a toddler conversation as he can have on the phone. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? That's that's great. And then whenever I'm home, I get him, and, and I'm I'm actually trying to bring him out to uh, try to take him on some of this press run so he can see. Well, all right. So you've seen so much of the world. Have would you ever consider leaving Atlanta? Oh, I yeah. think about that every day. I love Atlanta. I will always have <laughs> some time. roots here in Atlanta, but I am open to living, living somewhere else and raising my children somewhere else because I mean like. I just love traveling and I love experience, and, and that's how I learn, you know. And I want to live wherever is the easiest and the, and the best I could provide for my kids. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, America's just not it. And the more I didn't, you know, what I'm saying the more you go around the world, the more you see, you know, what I'm saying we've been to Europe way too many times. And not that Europe is the best place on earth, but they do have a lot of policies in a lot of those countries that I can get behind. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'll try a lot of places now. You know what I'm saying? We going we going to uh, Asia later this year. We going to Africa later this year. You know, what and saying? I I, I want to live in a place where the, the the government, not to say this government, but I want to live in a place where the people in power just have a more communal mind state. You know, like this this sometimes it feels like it's just doggy dog over it's, here. It's and like, it's too oh, many you people lose, to not be communal. That's now. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Up, we win, you lose, and it's like I want a more communal mind state in with the leaders of whatever country I'm in. What'd you say? I said, it's, it's just too many people on earth to not be like more communal now. That should have been like a natural evolution. Like maybe, maybe back in like the cave days, but now we have no choice. Like we have to do more things, you know what I'm saying, that are communal, that are, that are, that are better for everyone because there's too many of us. All connected on that hand. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, but looking at the future of Atlanta, the future of hip hop, what, what do you want to leave for your kids, for your fans? Oh, just, I, I just want to create the new, the new age of being able to continue to do what you want to do make music that has never been heard before, pull things from the past, reimagine these things and just create new sounds. And just be free with your stuff, man. We wanna we wanna we wanna, you know what I'm saying, break down any type of social barriers that people feel they need they need to uphold for whatever reason that don't connect to them. You know what I'm saying? It's really about freedom. That's why I respect like a lot of a lot of the newer artists like Lil Nas X, he his project was like all the all the music. It was just like you know what I'm saying. But like, mm-hmm. why not? You know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I, why not? That's what I, I love about it. It's like a very good time to ask why not, and we continuously ask why not, and we want other kids to ask why not as they as they Smashing come. Smashing boundaries. Yeah. Telling great stories, emotions. Why not? That's it. Beautiful place to end. Thank you so much. What a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. Ola, want to thank you. And wow, great. Thanks so thank much. You. What should we end with song-wise? Uh, We're thinking La La Challenge. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's end great, with the it's beginning. A great one. Okay. <laughs> it's a great one. <laughs> Breakfast for dinner. <laughs> that is it for On Second Thought for today. We're going to leave you with another track from Mirrorland. This is La La Challenge. Pause the beat. 
Stop the world, give it a twirl when I move my feet, make sacred ground. Cause you brown don't mean you down. Cause you white don't mean you right. You can see some of this interview with the really well-dressed Earth Gang <laughs> uh, if you go to gpvnews.org. On Second Thought is produced by Amelia Brock, who deserves big thumbs up today. The Raven Taylor, so Priya Mahadevan, Jake Troyer, Jesse Nyswanger as our engineer, interns Allison Kraussman and Jessica Lowell. Don Smith is also uh, helping us out. Amy Kylie is senior producer. And thanks so much for listening to On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott.